This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by the Nature Publishing Group. It's the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. The National Institutes of Health is in the process of unveiling the government's new Precision Medicine Initiative, which will take a national look at how genes, environment, and lifestyle all interact. The goal is to develop a new approach to medicine, one that focuses on individual differences, not just general diseases. And that takes a lot of data. So if we want to actually get at the nuances and we want to get at the complex diseases and all of the factors that contribute to conditions and traits and, and our health, we need to be able to get at that N of one, so to speak, right? We need to be able to get at individuals who otherwise might be overlooked, otherwise might not be involved in research. Um, we need to understand all of the things that happen outside of the clinic. And so I think that for the Precision Medicine Initiative, involving the patient or the participant is really critical at all facets. That's Jennifer Wagner, Associate Director of Bioethics Research at Geisinger Health System and one of the authors of a new study in the journal Genetics and Medicine. Participants in research on precision medicine will need to contribute in fairly significant ways, not only samples in the clinic, but a great deal of information about their daily lives over a long period of time. And this leads to questions. How do we actually revolutionize medicine? How do we actually advance our scientific understanding? Um, and we, we recognize all of the complexities uh, of that. So data collection is, is a key feature. So much of an individual's health and disease happens outside of the clinic setting. So we need to find a way to engage patients outside of uh, the typical times when they are going to be involved with healthcare professionals and, and involved in research. So finding a way to understand their needs and interests, understand what might motivate them, um, what they think we should be spending our time on is, is really important to make sure that the research design is able to achieve what we all hope it will achieve. Geisinger Health System and the Henry Ford Health System both created surveys to get a better understanding of the patient perspective on possible participation in the Precision Medicine Initiative. Together, the surveys had more than 2,000 responses. The participants ranged in age from 18 to over 90 and were varied both socioeconomically and racially. The two centers asked a variety of questions. We asked them questions about um, logistics, so how far away would they be willing to travel to go do an enrollment evaluation, uh, a physical evaluation for the Precision Medicine Initiative. Um, and it really helped us get a sense as to how much of the project could be centralized and made uniform, and how much we really need to pay attention to um, individual community perspectives and, and preferences and, and how to make sure that the project is flexible enough to deal with those communities. They asked questions that could help the organizations understand what would keep patients from participating in such comprehensive research and what are the barriers. So what's going to be a barrier to participation? And two of those barriers would be um, not knowing enough details about the study at the time they're trying to collect information, and then also not having financial incentives. And I think incentives might be the wrong word there. Um, what we're really talking about is having some sort of recognition that it's not often cost-free for individuals to devote their time and energy um, and efforts to research. And so, you know, the time to come in to have an evaluation might not just be 
an hour of their time, it might involve time away from work. It might involve having to get childcare. It might involve having to pay for public transportation or some way to physically get from home or work to the clinic where that's performed. And and that's gonna vary from place to place and obviously affect different segments of the population uh, disproportionately. And so those are, those are some important findings that we have. The researchers also asked what the participants would want to gain from participating. They want to know what researchers know. So they do have a sense that they're willing to participate, they're willing to contribute this information, but they also want to know what researchers find out. Even if they can't benefit personally from the research, they want to be able to know that the research is moving forward and that it could benefit their family and friends and their, co- their communities. There's another significant takeaway Dr. Wagner and her co-authors found. I think the biggest one is, is that they want a sense of communitas. And what I mean by that is this, this sense of community, the sense of solidarity, that we're in this together. And they want to have some sort of interaction with other participants. They don't just want this to be, uh, okay, researchers, here's my data, here are my specimens, go do your thing. They want to be a part of it. They want to be included. And I think that positively we're seeing the Precision Medicine Initiative take steps to really listen to that voice. Uh, So we had the announcement recently that the program is not going to be called the Precision Medicine Initiative Cohort Program. It's actually going to be called the All of Us research program. And part of the intent behind that was to help build this sense of community and the sense that if we're going to make medicine better, we have to all be a part of that. In the paper, the authors stress that the surveys also show it's important to involve patients in the design of these studies and that researchers will need to be flexible as a participant's interest, motivation, and ability to participate might change over time. I'm anxious. Um, I'm excited. I think that the institutions and individuals who are involved in putting together the Precision Medicine Initiative all share these goals to um, really make this better and make it an experience that um, we know we might not have results right away, but that we're building to something that could uh, really achieve meaningful discoveries. What's next is, I think, really putting our actions where our words are. Um, so we've been doing a lot to say that the input matters, but when the decisions are happening, we need to keep that in mind. So I think that's what needs to happen next, is not just eliciting input, but also following through and and really having those voices shape the decision-making. Genetics and Medicine is the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by the Nature Publishing Group. I'm Cynthia Graber.